0: Love, Talk Radio.
1: Yeah, Satan. Kingdom must come down. It all starts tonight. <laughs> yeah, Satan. The kingdom must come down. Starts tonight. Tonight. Welcome. Welcome to the beginning of the end of the reign of terror that Barack Hussein Obama represents and has perpetrated here on this great nation i'm your host dr c robert jones a calling numbers 347 8500 and today's date is september 6 2012 united states of america planet earth Third planet from the sun. Mm-hmm. Freedom. Freedom. Freedom is the emancipation from the arbitrary rule of other men. I'll say that once more. Freedom is the emancipation from the arbitrary rule of other men who said it wished I'd said it before I just said it the person who said that was Mortimer Adler folks listen to me good hear me now believe me later it is omnipotent, it is omniscient and it is omnipresent. It knows best what we need and what we must what must be done. We must trust in its absolute power, its knowledge and the presence in all areas of our lives. For this for, for for this overseer, this overseer is the source of justice and of truth, wisdom, wrath, and mercy. Or so it appears, big government has become all of that for the American people. Now, we used to think of God, family, and country. But the significance of the first two has been effectively diminished. In this society where self-reliance is the exception rather than the rule, most Americans would scoff at the assertion, They've made the government into God, or a God. But a look at their dependency on the federal government and loyalty to it proves otherwise. Americans are people whose subservience to their so-called leaders results in nothing less than a form of worship, standing ready to receive their adulation are scores of political saviors promising much while blatantly abusing the power of the office entrusted to them. Nationalism, folks, has become like a religion whose followers swear by the state, even even to the point of condemning fellow citizens as traitors if they resist, reject, or condemn the aims and actions of the government. And to a select few of us, we're worse than traitors. We're racist. We're bigots. We're homophobes. Consider, Consider some property shared by a number of religious faiths. One would be a benevolent and Often parochial entity. Reverence, not only for the benevolent force, but also for the symbol that represents it. Another would be willingness to sacrifice. And then more, pledging a percentage of one's income. Another would be cultural tradition and organized worship and desire, a desire to help others. But even a cursory examination of American society finds all of these aspects of religion common to the civil religion of the United States government. From cradle to grave. It is to the government that people now look to provide all the things a father should provide for his family, or which they previously had prayed for God to provide. These include one's physical needs of housing, food, medical care, transportation, security, and safety. And, of course, a stipend, ensuring financial security well into retirement. In our society, family and God have now been replaced by the all-knowing, all-powerful, Ever present big government. Government is viewed as the source to protect you and yours from any invading terrorizing force. So it is natural. Well, wait a minute now. Be it natural or be it man made, government is now our protector, our defender. Has anyone seen the movie The Hunger Games where the all-knowing, all-seeing father states that the state loved the rebels and protected them and provided sustenance? And how about The film Equilibrium, where the state and the government controls not only where you go, what you do, and how you do it, but your, your very feelings. Now some would say, hey, Dr. Jones, where are you going with this? These are just movies. Think about this. Those movies come from the minds of people. Big government is more willing to play the part of societal benefactor, especially under this administration. Where Americans once looked to their faith and their family for true benevolence in times of need, they now look to the God of government even for daily existence. The food stamp rolls today, folks, have been, what, nearly 50%? And nearly 50% of all Americans are on some form of government assistance. And the government is making it so much easier now. Why? Because the government wants you to be dependent upon the government. And people are falling for it. I remember uh, a conversation I had with one of my callers, Mays, a couple of weeks back. And how... I lamented no I longed for the time of my father my grandfather my great-grandfather who refused to accept assistance from the government in any form who believed in self-reliance or that they would simply go without I I remember when my dad refused And my grandfather, who set the stage, refused to purchase a car on time, as it was called back then. If he couldn't scrounge up enough cash to buy a car so that he wouldn't be beholden or owing anyone, he wouldn't buy it. There was a time in the history of this great nation, and not so very long ago, my friends, when men... would shun any assistance from the United States government, believing that if they received help or assistance from the government, that the government would own them. And I'm talking about before FDR, before the Great Depression, and even during and after. The government now gladly steps in, reaping the benefits of undeserved power and absolute rule over the lives of millions because once the government gets its hooks on you and starts to provide for your every need at that point what is it they can't do what would occur once they start taking things away slowly but surely they are then in control (laughs) DCS914 in the classroom says that they want to thank all of their fellow BTR hosts for broadcasting tonight so they won't be tempted to tune in to watch Obama's speech. I quite agree. It's easy for me not to watch Obama's speech because, frankly, I can't stand the sound of the man's voice. It just gets me angry. And I've got a quite a fine television here, and I don't want to wind up smashing it. I'm just joking, folks. I simply wouldn't tune into that clown. I'll get the gist of his speech tomorrow morning when I tune into Fox and Friends. But back to what I was saying. No, no, no. Let's take a short break. Then we'll come back. By the way, the call-in number is 347-884-8500. You didn't build that. We'll be right back.
2: Where our thoughts together will bring down this evil GOP empire. The Romney campaign came out with a new shirt that says, I built my business, Mr. President. I don't ever remember the president saying that, so let's see what he really said. If you've got a business, that you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. Well, I guess he did say that. But joining me now is Professor Dick to explain how the president didn't say what he just said. The president never said, the president never said you didn't build that business on your own. The president said you never built that business on your own. Now, there are two different definitions to this. Look at my fingers. There are two different definitions to this. One says, Roman says, you didn't build this business on your own. The president says, Obama says, you didn't build this business on your own. Now, do you see the difference? There are there is a huge difference in this. They are not the same. And let me tell you a story. I went to a university in Europe. And let me tell you something. About the roads. The roads were alive. They were alive! The roads made everything! They made everything! Now let me tell you something. You know who made those roads? The government did! The government made the roads! Now if we made roads like that here in America,
3: game we already have your trousers the shirt off of your back what makes you think i'm satisfied with that i'm the i'm the messiah and barack feels your pain and i think you'll be surprised
0: can be traced back to the independence of India the land of my fathers Barack Obama's journey to America can be traced back to the independence of Kenya the land of his fathers tonight because of what we did on this
3: day in this election at this defining moment change has come
4: to America the U.S government has not had a budget for over a thousand days in count.
3: So what he's doing is pitting one class of Americans against another. And we can't afford the same political games and tactics that always pit us against one another.
0: We are all shaped by our past, and we carry elements of the past into the future. Careful, because nothing can rob the future quite as much as the debts of the past.
3: When Congress refuses to act, then I have an obligation as president to do what I can
5: without them.
4: Thank you. Let's get some reaction and perspective on his party's convention. Senator Dick Durbin is the senior Democrat from Illinois. He's the Senate Majority Whip, making him one of the key voices at this convention. Senator Durbin, thank you very much. Let's start there at that piece that you just saw. Uh, God out of the platform. Why do that? Well, I could just basically tell you, if the narrative that is being presented on your station and through your channel and your network is that the Democrats are godless people, they ought to know better. God is not a franchise of the Republican Party. No, no. Those of us who believe in God, and those of us who have dedicated our lives to helping others in the name of God, don't want to take a second seat to anyone who is suggesting that one word out of the platform means that the Democrats across America are godless. No, no, no. On, that's, no, no. I don't think that that's what's being said. We're reporting what's in the platform. In 2008, God was mentioned once. In 2004, it was mentioned seven times. In 2000, it was God was mentioned four times. So what's the question? The question is why take it out in this time? What I'm basically saying to you is if you're trying to draw some conclusion that the Democrats are godless, present your your evidence. Present your evidence. I'm just asking the question, why was the word taken out? I'm just telling you, you are carping on a trifle we know that both parties are devoted to this country both parties are god-fearing parties let's get on with the agenda about creating jobs in america about justice in this country and we're going to talk about that in a second we're talking about the platform here and there are two changes that we just noted one, that God was taken out from 2008 to 2012, and two, that Jerusalem is not mentioned. So I'm not drawing conclusions. I'm just asking you why do those changes were made? Brett, let me suggest something. I chaired the platform committee for two democratic conventions. we produced the most unread document in the history of American politics to suggest that this document and the insertion of two words here and one word there it's now defined politics in America suggest to me that you're not focusing on the real issues that Americans care about. But Senator you want know, this American people to get back to work I we understand want to that. continue to create jobs. And let's talk about that in one second. But you know Democrats in Tampa talked about the Republican platform and what was and what's not in there. So when I'm asking you about these two changes, these two words, I'm just asking why. I'm not drawing conclusions, showing you that your conclusions are wrong if you're drawing them. I'm not. And secondly, let me tell you the first president to recognize the state of Israel was Harry Truman, a Democrat. And every president since, Democrat and Republican, has stood closely with Israel. I know what's going on here. Okay. It's an effort to try to justify Sheldon Adelson and the money that he's spending in the name of really standing up for Israel. Listen. The Democrats and Republicans are committed to Israel's future and security, and I'm one of them. understand. No Republican took those words out of the Democratic platform. So I'm just making a point. And you're, you're, those two words coming out mean our relationship with Israel has nope. changed? I'm just asking the question Is about why it was change. Is that fair? Is so that, why, that balance? Why, is it I,
5: why
4: was I'm it changed? I wasn't in
6: the platform off. committee. I'm going to move on. I hope you will. How is the president. The chair recognizes the delegate from Ohio, the chair of the platform drafting committee, former Governor Ted
7: Strickland. Yeah. Mr. Chairman, I move that we suspend the rules to permit an amendment to the platform adopted by this convention last night.
6: Governor Strickland has made a motion on the floor to suspend the rules. Is there a second? A motion to suspend the rules to permit the amendment to the platform has been moved and seconded. This is a non-debatable motion requiring a two-thirds vote. All of... Those in favor of suspending the rules, say aye. aye. All those opposed, say no. In the opinion of the chair, there's been a two thirds affirmative vote to suspend the rules. Aye. Governor, would you like to make your motion?
7: Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this summer, I was proud to serve this party as the platform drafting committee chair. As the chair, I come before you today to discuss two important matters related to our party's national platform. As an ordained United Methodist Minister, I am here to attest and affirm that our faith and belief in God is central to the American story and informs the values we've expressed in our party's platform. In addition, President Obama recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and our party's platform should as well. Mr. Chairman, I have submitted my amendment in writing, and I believe it is being projected on the screen for the delegates to see. I move adoption of the amendment as submitted and shown to the delegates. A motion has
6: been made. Is there a second? Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, the matter requires a two-thirds vote in the affirmative. All those delegates in favor say aye. aye. All those delegates opposed... Say no in the opinion of the let me do that again. all of those delegates in favor say aye. aye. All those delegates opposed say no aye. I am. Um, I guess. You rule, and then
1: you've got to let them do what they're going
6: to do. Rule. I'll do that one more time. All those delegates in favor say aye. aye. All those delegates opposed say no. Aye. In the opinion of the chair, two thirds have voted in the affirmative. The motion is adopted, and the platform has been amended as shown on the screen. Thank you very much, thank you. Governor Strickland, thank you again for your service. Governor Strickland, thank you again for your service as chair of the Platform Drafting Committee. Now everyone, please rise for the invocation offered by Bishop Vashti McKenzie.
1: We're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I just got uh, a message from my good friend, Southern Sense, who hosts uh, Southern Sense. Any the radio, check it to 2 o'clock tomorrow. Be there or be square. She is in Sunrise right now. I don't know if I should be saying that. I'm spreading out business. <laughs> she's in South Florida right now. How about that? And now I'm jealous because she's in South Florida. And frankly, I'm not. And she's not that far away from beautiful Pembroke Pines, where I actually call home. Now, as a lot of you know, I spend a lot of my time in beautiful Alexandria, where my great uh, my grand my great grandparents uh, had a nice house, and uh, they passed it down to to my grandfather, my my grandfather to my my father, and then I I, I have it the houses are quite nearly 200 years old so i maintain the property in alexandria i got the farm in uh, north carolina the same thing nothing i own it's a family farm it's i'm just the uh the steward of it for now but beautiful pembroke pines is actually the house there is actually my house i own that house and i love that property i love the area so Southern Sense is in my area right now, and I'm, frankly, I'm jealous. So, But here we go. Let's get back to the show. And By the way, the call-in number is 347. <laughs> I was just uh, reading uh, Southern Sense's uh, uh, private message there. Uh, how can a Christian or a Jew support this party? How can a Christian and a Jew support this party and this platform? They should be losing votes in droves right now. What a mess. And dig this. I read somewhere just the other day that pronounced that, or rather announced, announced, pronounced, that the Republican convention was a bust. Those were the exact words, and I quote, the Republican convention was a bust, end quote. Well, folks, if the Republican convention was a bust, then what the hell just happened here? I'm talking about a full-on embarrassment and a mess. And once again, our president, Barack Hussein Obama, has flip-flopped. It is known now for certain... That Obama approved the language of the platform without references to God, without references favorable to Israel. And once the fur got turned up, once people became aware of what was going on, and Fox News and Fox News News alone reported this fiasco, Obama decided that once again he would made a stupid mistake – And he needed to correct it. But here's the deal, folks. Early in Obama's administration, he visited places like, for example, my alma mater, Georgetown University. And he and his staff demanded that any references to God be either removed from the hall he would be speaking at or covered up. So here we are, draped uh, he, he's in a convention hall at Georgetown University about to give a speech, and crosses and symbols of Jesus and any reference to God is now covered up by tarps and sheets or placards or, or signs representing Obama. At that point, I complained to the faculty, I complained to anybody who would listen. I started a campaign to withhold alumni funding from the university for this egregious error, a a judgment, stupidity, what, what have you. So no one should be surprised when the one, the Messiah himself, denies the real Messiah, has him taken out. Or has God removed because he wants to be God. He wants to be our Savior. He believes that government should play a pivotal role in our everyday lives. Sure, they've now included both references to Christ and Jews in their platform. But when they were together behind closed doors weeks ago, they intentionally left both out of the platform. I find it hard to believe that any of this would make a Christian or a Jew feel comfortable. But then I'm not a liberal. Maybe a tolerant liberal can tolerate lies and corruption from their party, but I wouldn't. Members of this party amaze me because they claim to be the party of tolerance, but their party's history says otherwise. Their party was on the side of slavery. It was on the side of the Jim Crow laws. It was on the side of segregation. It was on the side against civil rights laws. It was on the side of racial hatred. It was on the side of affirmative action which is racism. Now, it's obviously against Christianity and Israel. You may ask, how can I say that the party is against Christianity and Jews? Well, you've listened to the video. Then tell me that there is a large or two-thirds majority who want God and Israel in their Democrat Party platform, regardless of what the chair says, there was not a two-thirds majority vote for that change. That tells me that there were enough votes to bar God and Israel from their platform, but that their leadership wouldn't allow it or just ignore the will of their own party. This is a fiasco, and the kind I love. So what will they say three or four days from now when I've read that, quote, the Republican Party, the Republican National Convention was a bust? What will they say now? This was a fiasco. If Barack Obama gets a bump out of this convention, there's something really wrong here. The everyday party, party members amaze me even more, not just because of their own benefits and convictions, but also because of their blind ignorance. How can any Democrat party member ever trust their party to do their bidding when it's so easy to see from the video, uh, the the audio that you just heard, that their party leadership ignores not only their own party rules, but also the members themselves. You could see in the video that the members were agree- <laughs> incredulous. If If the members can't see that the party does whatever it wants regardless of what the people want, they deserve what they get. And that is Barack Hussein Obama, my friends. Amazing. Amazing. That was an embarrassment. But it shows that Barack Hussein Obama, the President of the United States, is in fact against God, mocking God, because, as I stated earlier in the broadcast, if we who once relied on God have no longer have God or God is removed in some way not that that could ever really happen then who do we turn to? who do we turn to? the United States government. On June 28, 2006 Senator Barack Obama gave a speech
0: to the Call to Renewal Conference where he explained why he finds it so difficult for America to use the Bible to help guide our public policy.
4: Which passages of Scripture should guide our public policy? Should we go with uh, Leviticus, which uh, suggests slavery is okay? Or we could go uh, with uh, Deuteronomy, which suggests stoning your child if he strays from the faith? Or should we just stick to the Sermon on the Mount? A passage that is so radical that it's doubtful that our own defense department would survive its application.
0: Folks haven't been reading their Bible. Senator Obama, after you so arrogantly mocked and ridiculed the books of Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and the Sermon on the Mount, taking those passages of the Bible so painfully out of context, you then condescendingly stated that, quote, folks haven't been reading their Bible, unquote, as if the American people don't know what's in there. The real question is, do you know what's in there, Senator? For instance, Did you not know that most Christians and historians agree that the Sermon on the Mount contains the most spiritually inspiring words ever uttered by Jesus Christ or any other religious leader? And as far as your sarcastic remark regarding the Defense Department not being able to survive the Sermon on the Mount's application, I can assure you, Senator, that Christ would never advocate turning the other cheek to terrorists and America's enemies, as your smug laughter so clearly implied. And did you not know, Senator Obama, that the Book of Deuteronomy, which you also arrogantly mock and ridicule, is what gave us the Ten Commandments? Folks, all those condescending remarks distorting our Judeo-Christian Bible did not come out of the mouth of Barack Obama's pastor Jeremiah Wright. No, they came straight out of the mouth of Barack Obama. Folks haven't been reading the
4: Bible. Paid for by PHforAmerica.com.
8: Excellence in Broadcasting presents Liberals of Genius. Liberals of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. President of the United States. Mr. President of the United States. You single-handedly managed to choke all the life out of the world's greatest economy in record time. Ten percent unproved. No one else could have apologized more, spent more, or built a rat maze healthcare system from hell that only the IRS could love. What were you thinking? Thanks to you, FDR will be known as the conservative, Carter will look presidential, and Joseph Stalin won't seem like such a bad guy. Joe was
9: misunderstood.
8: Don't crack open a good book, sit on your butt, and help your buddies with a snowball's chance in November. Mr.
9: President, the one we weren't waiting
10: for. Out of respect, they gave him the Nobel Peace Prize without him doing anything, and he took it. He changed health care for millions of Americans, even though they liked what they had. He says he will tell Iran to quit making nukes, and they will stop, because he is just that good. To him, the Supreme Court is nothing but an unelected group of people. You want president? He is the president. He picked Joe Biden to be his vice president, just to show that he doesn't really need one. He wants us to believe no one else in America would have made the bin Laden call. He is the most arrogant man in the world. <laughs> I ultimately get what I want. Stay ignorant, my friends.
3: Four, three, two,
8: one. did 1, hit it! What's in my people's? What's in my peeps? Welcome. up! Welcome, welcome to another edition of You Text It, You Got It. And that's how we do it live and direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain. What's crack a What's crack I'll play with crack a G-Ski. What's
3: the crack a baby? What's crackin'? Well, as crackin', man, as everybody else. But everybody
9: seems to love
3: your style, brother.
9: What's crackin'? D, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it
8: myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack-a-lackin', Dana? My
4: brother from another mother. How are we, sir? ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! What's cracking, sister?
8: What's crack a lackin what do you got to say, ma'am?
3: I just got to say, awesome show, just totally awesome.
8: That's right, folks, we keep it crack-a-lacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to live and direct with Beastie Rocks and the Captain. Every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. www.20-20radio.com Always crack-a-lackin' and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy.
1: All right, all right, dig this. Bacon and gravy don't go together. And... <laughs> okay, where are the biscuits? Can we get some biscuits with that bacon and gravy? Can we get bacon and gravy and biscuits together? Because I can't see just having bacon and then a side of gravy. <laughs> gravy. <laughs> I dig it, man. Because whenever I hear bacon and gravy, quite frankly, my mouth starts to water. But I'm thinking, okay, I'm digging the bacon and the gravy, but I'd like to have like a biscuit to go along with that. Is that too country? Am, am, I, am I country? Frankly, I was country when country wasn't cool. But nevertheless, I would like a biscuit to go with that bacon and that gravy. And, and and another thing, this what's crack-a-lackin' that g throws out there. Just the other day, and I'm not kidding here, I'm deadly serious right now. I met up with one of my guys, and I said, I greeted him. And I said, what's crack-a-lackin', my, my man? And I thought to myself, just after those words came out, what the hell, what the, f- where the hell did that come from? He looked at me and he said, "I ah, you got it? I can't call it, but I thought, what's crack? a like it. Did that shit just come out of my mouth? But <laughs> I, that just goes to show you, my main man, my man G Ski. He's got it. He's got it rolling. He's got the verbiage. He's got the. Uh, he's got the. He's got the. The you know, it's it's his signature now." It's his signature, and when you hear it, it's infectious, and you just can't help it. I'll bet many of you have 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 gone through the same thing. You've caught yourself saying, what's crack-a-lackin' or what's crackin' or, or, or some version of that. Yeah. <laughs> Me. What's crack-a-lackin', my man? I, as, you know, my guy, you know, he's all, you know... Street Hood, I don't know if it's Street Hood. I, know, I, I don't know, but he he didn't bat an eye. <laughs> he just said, "I can't call it, man." <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> okay. Well, <laughs> we're we're just uh, we're we're just about to, uh, you know, we're just about to wind wind things down. I thought I thought <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Was 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 cra- Okay. All right, uh, so uh, we got we 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 got the <laughs> well. What? Wait a minute. Let, let's. Uh... What's what, what, what's 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 popping? What's cracking? You know, uh, I don't even know where to go with this. But my man G Ski, I'm sorry, just had to take a short. Uh the short break from, from all of that. It it's really great. It's really great. Chicken and gravy, uh chicken gravy, uh 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 biscuits and gravy, uh White Country style. Will Will Phil is in the house. He's got the the white uh white country style chicken gravy. There's all sorts of different gravies and now I'm really hungry. I kinda like that Bojangles gravy that they put on the on the uh all right. Enough. (laughs) Big government. Big government. Big government is more, more than willing to play the part of societal benefactor. Reverence. Reverence. A profound respect is maintained for government. Even when people are unhappy with what the government does, many believe one must never express disrespect for the president or the government. Or its politicians. Especially. Especially its president. How many times have you been told, Well, you know, you shouldn't say bad things about Obama. You shouldn't say those things about Obama. You should have respect for the office. What the hell does that mean? Have you ever asked yourself, What the hell does that mean? Have respect for the office. You mean the Oval Office? The actual physical Oval Office, the title of president, or the man himself? What does that mean? Of course, I bash Obama all the time. I say he's a candy ass. You know, that he'd probably get his ass whooped if he was on the playground right now. How can a man like candy ass like that play basketball without getting fouled? Who's going to foul him right now, though? You know my my thing is uh, you know it's very simple i if i don't have respect for the president i don't respect the office of the president i don't respect i don't even respect that but reverence one must never disrespect the president of the united states or its sacrosanct symbols such as the flag toward god though If one is a believer, such reverence comes naturally. As we acknowledge our own fallibilities and shortcomings in understanding the mysteries of life, a deep revulsion occurs when another desecrates the symbols and icons of our faith, just like that of the Muslim faith and any other faith. But to give such reverence, reverence, to a politician, the government. Simply a group of fallible human beings is to bestow a higher value on them, resulting inevitably in the manipulation of one's deepest emotions. This example explains the extreme uncontrollable reactions many have toward other citizens who express their displeasure with government policies through such public demonstrations as burning or otherwise desecrating the flag. The irrational reaction with such extreme emotionalisms over the desecrations of a national symbol behaving as if the nation itself were being attacked. I recall posting a picture on my Facebook page of a dropped trial president with the presidential seal discreetly covering his private area and a caption that read something foul, thus resulting in the reception of hate mail and one of my high school classmates typing in my Facebook page that I'm going to get mine in the end. I quickly responded to my high school classmate reminding myself And him, that he was a candy-ass punk back in high school, and he still is. And that if I'm going to get mine, why doesn't he be the one to give it to me? Of course, I received no such response. I received no response from my classmate, who talks all tough on a Facebook page. But then when I showed up at our high school class reunion picnic, he didn't show he was absent simply because I make fun of the president of the United States. People want to talk tough and issue threats. When George Bush labeled dumb, ignorant, stupid, all sorts of name calling. In fact, wasn't it a there a movie out during the president's uh, 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 tenure? George Bush, where he was actually assassinated? In the movie? Huh. Reverence. Reverence. Self-sacrifice and surrendering of one's will to the government or permitting one's choices and behaviors to be governed by a teaching believed to be divinely inspired. Who of us have not seen the portrait of obama riding down pennsylvania avenue on the back of an ass an ass riding an ass with what was that he what was he wearing was he wearing like a uh, a uh, 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 sackcloth yeah w- w- was was that a halo or, or, no 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 it was a it was a It was a a, 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 a a crown of thorns on his head being hailed as the Messiah, Jesus. To many, Barack Obama is higher than God, higher than Jesus. He is our Father. who are in the White House, my country. Right or wrong is so pervasive regardless of the revelations that the government funds terrorists and evil dictators, uses torture, engages in regime changes worldwide, regime changes or is responsible for the deaths and suffering of tens of thousands of innocent folks and all manner of other despicable, horrendous acts of imperialism, the people's greatest anger is often expressed against those who criticize and identify the government's perpetrations of evil and immorality. Think about that. When Obama gives his address tonight and is hailed King Almighty, Big Brother Almighty. Tonight should mark the beginning of the end of Obama's reign of terror on this country. Tune in, if you will, to Obama's speech. Or do like I'm going to do. Put on something else. And then wait tomorrow for Fox and Friends to break it down. Or for Sean Hannity, my main man, or my main man, Rush Limbaugh, or of course, 2020 Radio, G-Ski Rocks, or GDT 183, Conservative Prime Time, to break it down for us later on. I want to thank you all for listening tonight. You guys are great. And as my man, G-Ski, has co-opted from me, you've got plenty of other things you could be doing, but you've turned... You've taken the time out of your busy evenings to listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. I am up to almost 200,000 listens, and it's all owed to you. Thank you so much for listening to my show, for downloading my show. You guys are great, and I so do appreciate it. I don't get paid for doing this. I pay to do it, and I'm glad to do it, and thank you so much for listening and tuning in to my show. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America, and let's help. Well let's help keep the devil Keep the devil way down in the hole We're out folks Good night, God bless you God bless the United States of America Out
9: When you walk through the garden You gotta watch your bed devil. The Lord, don't pay the temptation.